Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Unconstrained Conversation. Today we are moving over to Asia on a virtual journey. Next week on June 17th, Singapore time, Ideas is hosting the second hospitality tech hub, this time focused on the Asia Pacific region. Leading up to the event, over the next couple of weeks, we're taking a virtual trip across the region, starting with the conversations with Jack Vitagdo, General Manager of the stunning Six Senses King Cheng Mountain, located in Chengdu, China. Check it out on their website, it's absolutely fantastic. A former regional revenue manager with a long history of working in luxury resorts across Asia, Jack and the team at the Six Senses are making the most of the current situation, focusing on domestic Chinese drive-to-market, maintaining the exceptional service level Six Senses is known for, while optimizing ADR from the search and demand. The results, record performance. Have you signed up for the Hospitality Tech Hub event on June 17th? If not, go to hospitalitytechhub.com and register. You do not want to miss the conversations with some of the most knowledgeable people in the hospitality industry talking about new ways to connect and convert. See you all there and enjoy this episode from China. All right, welcome back to the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. Uh, a very, very interesting episode today. We're going back to China where we haven't been uh, for a, quite a while. I mean, physically, but also on the podcast. I think the last conversation I had with somebody in China was in December. And uh, Jack is with me today. Uh, Jack is the general manager for, of the Six Senses Hotels, Resorts uh, and Spa in Chengdu, a um, city that I uh, have been been to a few times and I've always uh, felt very, very uh, fondly of. So um, beautiful resort. Um, obviously, Six Senses is only the best of the best. So um Welcome, Jack. Tell us what's happening in China and tell us uh, what's going on with your, your business right now in um, in Chengdu. Hi, good evening and good morning, wherever you are. Thank you, Klaus, for the introduction. Um, so China um, has bounced back. Um, we are now in June of 2021. So let's say it's been a year uh, of recovery. Uh, and what we are seeing, that recovery has leaped over, you know, any previous performance, at least for many of resorts, including us in China. Uh, okay. so from business perspective, it's very, very positive. The outlook is also looking positive as long as the border remain closed. So that's the silver lining for what we are seeing. Um, but there's certainly some other challenges that present uh, on a daily basis, such as talent, um, you know, supply and demand, right? Yeah, um, we absolutely. We used to think China is opening hotel very fast, um, but now we are, we are imagining uh, China is not opening resort fast enough. <laughs> is that because you have uh, more demand than you can handle at the moment? Uh, yeah, in 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 many parts of the calendar dates, yes, that is the reality. Yeah, um, China has a huge population of those willing to travel, whether it's by self-drive or flight or train. Um, you probably uh, have known that China has one of the best high-speed train system network. Oh yeah, I love that. Mm. 
<laughs> I uh, I typically take only take the train between um, uh, Shanghai and uh, Beijing. I don't even fly anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's nice and easy. <laughs> it's only four four and a half hours now. That's Beijing, right. Yeah. Shanghai. Yeah. So you said that demands come back stronger than in 2019. So that's obviously all domestic demand. Um, and, and, and at the same time, you're struggling like so many other hotels around the world with labor. Um, so how do, you, how do you balance the two? Do you, are you able to open up all your rooms or do you have to uh, keep your inventory restricted because you can't find enough people to, um, to work in your resort? Well, I think uh, we are blessed in a way that the shortage has been gradual. It's not mm -hmm. an overnight uh, dilemma. So we saw that coming probably about a year ago, uh, right after COVID uh, uh, subdued in China. Um, so our staffing has dropped by about 30%. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. So... Um, we haven't closed any rooms or inventory uh, because of the talent shortage. But what we are working around is working smarter. For example, uh, do you need to open seven dining outlets every day? Can you operate maybe the seven on the weekend only and maybe three during the week, right? Mm -hmm. uh, maximize uh, patronage in outlet. And the same with spa, okay? Um we're no longer operating uh, a long sort of um, uh, 15, 16 hours, uh, but we are focusing on the core, um, you know, nine to 12 hours of the day mm -hmm. where we mm -hmm. see more demand. Operating pool, which required by law in China to have a lifeguard, would be the same. Do you right. need to open your pool 24-7? Um, or the gym and so on. So we're working around the clock to try to um, see where we can um, um, maximize usage while minimize staff resources. Yeah, yeah. And and how does that? How does how do you balance that with the um, the six senses uh, kind of brand and 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 renowned being renowned for you know, obviously one of the best best uh, resort chains in the world with the experience that goes with it. And, and anyone who's listening to this, if you check out the website of the, of the six senses uh, in Chengdu, it's an absolutely stunning place. Um, how do you, how do you balance all that with maintaining your brand standards and your brand promise and, and culture? Uh, that's something that we won't compromise for sure. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I mentioned, I think we go little steps before we go to the big steps. So the little steps, mention the pool hours right uh, is it necessary to have the pool open past midnight or even during you know uh, early early breakfast time when there is really no chinese have the habit to swim that early we sure. are after all a resort um so time has changed uh, and so is our primarily localized uh, customers um, so we, we tend to trial and error, learn their habits, and mm -hmm. adjust our modus operandi along the way, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And and in your in your former life, uh, in your former life, you 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 were a revenue manager, and many of our our listeners are uh, revenue managers or aspiring revenue managers. 
um, from you know combining kind of your general manager's head and and with, which, which obviously involves the entire operation and your revenue your revenue management experience. How challenging has that been for you for you for the last few months to kind of just um, uh, understand the the, the the massive changes that have happened in your in demand in your area um, and and what guidance do you give your revenue manager that that is helping you drive drive the optimized revenue for your hotel right now? Yeah, um, it has certainly been a challenge. Um, yeah. Cas is out of whack. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, business has become super last minute. Um, and in China, um, you know, um, all different travel apps uh, on mobile phone, right? So one doesn't need to book 24 hours in advance. One can just pop up at the main gate of our resort and make the booking there. Um, right. It makes it very difficult to... Uh, prepare enough rooms for the day. Um, so we normally anticipate operationally um, an X number of pickup during weekend and, you know, an X number of uh, rooms pickup during the weekday and, and, you know, spare extra tables and chairs for, for the restaurants, you know, uh, maybe open a little bit later on the weekend and so on. So, I think forecast and operational team needs to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the constant communication between the two, the two sides, um, and a healthy flow of, you know, what might and what might not um, on a daily yeah. basis. Right. Yeah. Um, I think system is only as great as um, the user that use it, um, and how do we translate that into? Uh, a real life operational information that is practical, right? Um, and you know, our customer is a self-drive customer. There is no flight information. So when there is no flight information, um, you don't necessarily need to organize pickup. The customer will come to you themselves right. at right. their convenient time. Um, so uh, it's beyond forecast at the moment. It's really a la minute. You need to be ready yeah. and buy. <laughs> and is that the self-drive segment? I mean, that's something that's that's fairly recent in China, right? That's I mean, I don't. I, I remember I was very nascent uh, in my experiences. Is that something that you had to adjust to, or was that always something that you that you had for your property? Uh, for this property, I think more and more self-drive because in mm -hmm. the past, uh, prior to COVID, we had foreigner flying into China, want to see the panda and the Taoist mountain, so they stay with us. Um, but we have less people flying into um, the destination, uh, more self-drive. Uh, right. I think the trends of caravan and camping and glamping uh, up and coming in China, what we are seeing. Um, the only destination I think in China that you still need to fly is Hainan, right? Sanya. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, <laughs> um, which is one of the places you worked in uh, uh, a few years ago um, yes. <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> right. And 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 so so talk to me a little bit about the kind of the next few months. Um, how you see 
business evolving. Obviously, it's very uncertain, right? You've you've um, you've already talked about the high the high uncertainty, and I always say it's not right now. It's not us who are driving the business. It's really um, you know the regulations that are that are driving the business and the demand. So there's really not much we can forecast. But um, how do you see the next few months evolving for 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 China uh, as a market, and then for your hotel, and then the second question adding on to that is what does that mean for the long term how do you think your long term your business has changed as a result of the last uh, 12 or 18 months yeah uh, so first questions i think one can only be cautiously positive um mm-hmm. or positive but cautious at the same time um and it really depends on where your source market even within china come from for example um, we have Beijing, Shanghai, yeah. on top of on top of the majority of Sichuan, um, where we are located. But then we have south from Guangdong. Now, immediately, Guangdong had been affected by another cluster of COVID uh, in the last uh, week or so. So they went on lockdown. Um, you immediately see a drop in bookings from that area, right? So. Um, I think cluster outbreak will still continue to be there uh, until everybody's vaccinated, mm-hmm. uh, the entire population, and you know, uh, and including people that are coming into China, and so on. So, um, but other than that, I think uh, what we always see is as soon as that outbreak subdued in that particular area, people are uh, people exploded as in you know those pent-up demand have been on lockdown um they wanted to travel so um it will always bounce back right um now summertime is coming in july august and a little bit of september this is typically our busiest month um so we are expecting a busier even than last year and any any previous year uh, with a lot with a lot more, um, uh, you know, little touches that we put in for the resort in the last 12 months, seeing what the the, the new customer wants and so on. So we put that into play, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so as, a, as a result of as a result of that, Jack, sorry, uh, is have, have you been able to drive rate pretty aggressively then, or is the is the customer fairly price price sensitive, or is everyone saying? I haven't traveled for the last 12 months. I'm willing to pay anything. And um, and it's become, or, or it is very, very, very insensitive to price increases. Um, what we are seeing at our level of resort, um, they are insensitive to price. Right. In fact, right. we had been commanding a growth, a phenomenal growth in ADR, um, you know, year on year and i think we are already on our record breaking last year in adr imagine that on COVID year this year we are even topping that up um so um and we are not talking about single digit we're talking about double digit of growth Mm -hmm. adr Mm -hmm. so there is um positivity at the end of all of this Yeah, it's incredible to hear these numbers from you. And and I mean, we see similar things for the resorts and especially the you know uh, luxury resort market across the world in the U.S. and in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, that's spectacular that you even had you know that you're having new record-breaking months um, and you're, you're looking at that for the rest of the summer too. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so you're in going forward. Um, what what are your thoughts around? Has your business permanently changed? Um, what are, what are some of the changes that you're expecting that are going to stay around versus the ones that are maybe more temporary and and might go away uh, fairly quickly or, or revert back to the the old normal, not the new normal. <laughs> so we as a resort, um, we tend to depend on not just room and breakfast. Um, we depend on um, people dining in in various outlet um, and enjoying the spa and take a bit of excursion in and out of the property. So the trends that we are seeing for ourselves uh, here, we are obviously experiencing a down in the excursion part because, like I mentioned, foreigners are no longer coming into China, seeing the panda. However, we are seeing foreigners that are already in China, perhaps living in Beijing, Shanghai, those expats. Um, mm -hmm. They're coming to visit Chengdu um, and and take and and and, and experience um, those activities which we. Uh, treated as a, a fairly uh, healthy revenue stream prior to COVID. Um, we are seeing an uptick, but um, not at the same level. Mm -hmm. um, then obviously pickup service um, is also not as, 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 as high as what it was before. Uh, you know, these are the pickup service from airport to and from, right? Um, yep. I mean, people are self-driving these days. Um, so, uh, however, what we are seeing uh, in, in in compensating of all of that, you know, people are dining in more in their own comfort in the villa, right? We are mm -hmm. seeing more in-room in room dining service, right? So how we deliver room service how are we packaging our room service? Uh, are we constantly looking at seasonal menu? Uh, you know, room service used to be a fixed menu, a limited menu, right? right. Now we are right. going through every three months a change of menu following the seasons uh, of the year uh, to create something different for our customer. Uh, we make it easy. Okay, also how we deliver it because we are seeing more volume. Okay, and the yeah. way we look at our bar and beverages um, is also different. Um, instead of seeing the, uh, used to be the family travelers, um, we need to cater to, you know, a different kind of bar. So we've created a, a secret bar, for example, for couples. Yeah. That, to mix together with the family um, so there are some new trends um, we're learning as we go um, mm -hmm. from the room experience we simply see guests want to reconnect more uh, to us um, and you know we we run a, um, a program on property where you know every host um, uh, assigned with a particular guest or a couple, um, and that 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 particular target host um, is to follow um, day in and day out. You know, uh, check on the guests, check on their well-being, check if there's anything we can do to make it happen. Um, uh, which is challenging because they tend to stay um, shorter yeah. uh, when 
self drive you don't tend to stay longer when you when it's a fly in destination you are fixed with arrival and departure but uh, mm -hmm. drive you're trying different hotels that's what we are seeing also in china oh, it's more of a circuit right they, they stay in multiple hotels uh, during a during a, a journey right yes yes and i don't know yeah. is, is it the same in other countries too yeah, it's the same. You know, uh, it's it's it depends, right? Some some people it depends what your what your objective is, right? Some people just drive somewhere and and um, stay there for a long weekend or for a week. Others, uh, if it's especially if it's more than probably two or three nights, then people tend to stay two nights, you know, in a place, two or three nights, and then they go to somewhere else and stay another two or three nights and so forth. So it, it, uh, that, that's definitely the case in 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 many places as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's fascinating. I see that on your, um, I saw on your profile that you can play tennis with the general manager. Do you still do that with your guests? Sorry? And on your profile on LinkedIn, I saw that you can play tennis with the general manager. Is oh. that something you can play still? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I do, actually. And in fact, from tennis with the GM, um, we had run with our director of security. If a guest wants to run, um, and you know, uh, ping pong or table tennis. So we offer all yeah. this. Um, also, in a way, it's a two-way mission, right? My department head, um, all my management team, are getting fit and getting connected. Yes, <laughs> <with our> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is, probably you, you have to let your guests win, right? Otherwise, uh, it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> uh, that's it, right? You, you have to. You have to know who they are. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So the last question, uh, Jack, here that I usually end, ask at the end as we're getting to the, the end of our time here is the, the, the question that's targeted towards the, the, uh, the students and aspiring revenue, uh, revenue or hotel, hotel executives and leaders. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's just graduating from school, is thinking about you know, entering hospitality or going into hospitality? Um, I, I get I get quite a lot of people asking me, is this the time to go into hospitality? You know, is that something I should consider right now? What is your, what is your answer to someone like that? Oh, look, um, I think, um, I went through that process, right? Um, ooh, somewhat 21 years ago. So I can certainly, um, connect to what is in the mind of the young graduates. Now I, you know, in hotel career, uh, it's like a marathon more than a sprint. So um, the path is kind of winding. Um, you have to find your true calling. I did three pillars of so food and beverage. Then I went to rooms and sales and marketing or slash revenue. Um, so one must enjoy the process. Okay. Um, there is no need to rush for that manager's title. Um, I would be laughing at myself if I'm telling to my younger self right now, don't rush for that manager's title, uh, work hard, you know, take time to learn because uh, once you become a general manager, if that's the final destination, everybody wants to learn from you. So you kind of cannot afford to make mistakes, right? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, very, very true, yes. So, um, and do different type of role when you can, um, you know, whether it's a city hotel, whether it's a resort, 
whether it's a pre-opening, um, you know, I think it's always good to mix uh, the, the skill sets that you learn from different establishment and whatever it is, um, put your heart into it. Uh, and enjoy travel too when travel allows because you can't be stagnant, only work and go home for the weekend, right? Um, yeah. be seeing what are the new hotels are doing, you know, connecting with other hoteliers. Um, I literally, as a young hotelier, I spent a fair amount of my money <laughs> um, going around hotels, um, trying the restaurant, you know, uh, if there's a new hotel, I might try sleep on their bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you, you have to do a product comparison and competitive comparison too. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you don't have to wait until you become a GM to do that. Um, yeah. You know, you, you could always uh, celebrate um, in style uh, when you can. Um, that that way, you're learning as you go because once you graduate, um, all the learning comes from day to day. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing from you is kind of have a passion for travel, be open to lots of new opportunities. And don't rush it, uh, because um, if you want to be a general manager, that'll come if you um, if you follow the steps, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, you know, if you want to be a general manager, you will be, whether it's yeah. uh, a few years later than your uh, peers uh, or a few years ahead, you know, uh, but you will be one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very good comments. Um, I, I really thank you, Jack. Of, uh, I'm sure you're you're quite busy, so thank you for taking your time out to have a conversation with me. I'm very envious of the hotel and the location you're in, um, having been to Chengdu before. And um, maybe maybe in the future I'll come and say hello to the pandas and uh, say hello to you as well. <laughs> Most as soon welcome. as I can. Most welcome. <laughs> thank you very much for your time, and I uh, hope to talk to you soon again. Thank you, Klaus. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes linked to the episode. Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.